They want to know why the publicans are deciding to take tap contracts. What can we do to take them out of their hands? We don't even might not even necessarily need to get them banned to have a better punt at these taps that we're all after. Radio Bruce News is proudly presented by Crymalt. With over 25 years in the field, Crymalt are dedicated to providing the finest brewing ingredients to help brewers create the foundations of a truly excellent beer. Your premium brewing partner and our premium proud sponsors of this and this is Bruce News Week. I am your stand-in host, Matt Kirkegaard. I'm obviously not Pete Mitchum. I am the editor of Australian Brews News and unfortunately... You wouldn't believe the day that we've had trying to get this uh, <laughs> podcast recorded. Um, Pete this is like dropped off. two or three times now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll try and keep it fresh and exciting for you. And as I'm joined by my senior journalist, Claire Boom Boom Burnett. I had <laughs> to say it. that for Pete. That's so. great. Love it. <laughs> Hi, Matt. <laughs> and our uh, Keep It Real with the Kids. Uh, what, is what is it? Co-host. Millennial, millennial, millennial correspondent. Millennial correspondent. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Jimmy Gold. Jimmy, welcome back. Thank you. But yeah, so, so what's been happening for everyone this week? Uh, Jimmy, you're in, in, in the throes of training, as everyone who's heard you before, you are our resident athlete, yep. um, our resident spot, sponsored athlete, That's showing it. that beer life is uh, not a bad life. That's it, yeah. Beer is a superfood and gives you superhuman powers and makes you run really far and fast. So <laughs> In balance and moderation. Balance we're not, we're not healthy making healthy any diet. health claims. <laughs> yeah. Lots of sleep. Don't yeah. call A back on us. Well, no, it's not A, but is it A? Health claims. I'm are, not sure. Yeah. They have done claims before but that's if you make it so yeah, yeah we're all right and we will come to way back uh, as part of our news wrap uh, but um. it was good to see this week jim um you you started a group in brisbane called the brisbane good beer runners um and good beer running club running club and uh getting back to that after uh, yep. of which i joined in um, yes, but after did. lockdown uh, had had a good group of brisbane based beer community people uh, coming together and uh, running once a week can i just say matt you smashed it as well Course record from you, I think. Oh, don't no, butter him I, up. I, I did okay considering I'm you back tired, from a very, tired very long... legs as well. You ran four times last week. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm getting back into running, and uh, again, because with your inspiration, it, it, it is. It's, it's all about. It, it is all about balance, and uh, particularly as we've been in lockdown, it's very hard to fall into bad habits of uh, drinking, and we don't want to become part of ABAC's... You don't want to be a statistic. Well, we, we don't want to be one of their <laughs> anecdotes. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, we, we, we got back. We uh, So, for anyone that doesn't know, the Good Beer Running Club, we uh, meet socially every Tuesday night at different good beer bars around Brisbane, and we um, we basically do a, a five-kilometre or an eight-kilometre run, and afterwards we, we have a beer and a, and a bite to eat and catch up, and, you know, obviously haven't been doing that for the last three months or so. So we had our first social run back this week at Brewski Bar and it was bloody awesome to have. We had 20, about 20 runners come down, which was great. And uh, yeah, shared some some lockdown stories and had a beer afterwards. And uh, it's one of those nice things that, because we do see, look, I, I do see a lot of people have been in the, in, in the industry for a while. It's a lifestyle that is superficially appealing, you know, being at beer festivals and sort of, you know, living that hospo lifestyle and, you know, always being new beers to try and things like that. And it's fun and it's social and good people. But then, you know, you see a lot of people sort of starting to see that the impact on their life isn't as good you know, if, if you don't practice that, that moderation. And, you know, so it's good to see groups like that spring up around the country where it's very much about the balance. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's always been. It, it founded... 
quite seriously out of that. It was me and my friend Jared. Uh, shout out to Jared. Uh, you know, we were working in hospitality and, you know, our our pants stopped fitting us. So we decided <laughs> to do something about it. And we just figured, all right, well, how do we incentivize ourselves to go for a run and let's reward it with a beer? And that's what we started doing. And seven years later, we're still doing it. So, Well, yeah, yeah in, in your case, don't forget the balance is about uh, other things because you're about to embark on a 160-kilometre uh, run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some would think that's rather so imbalanced. But I've been, I've been cooped up for three months with yeah. nothing to do. Yeah, got a little sourdough. taste of freedom. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to celebrate it by running for a whole day. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of celebrations, uh, we... Uh, wanted to shout out to the Australian International Beer Awards, which is one of the biggest celebrations of good beer in the world. Uh, now in its 28th year, the Australian International Beer Awards celebrates and recognises the best commercial brewers from across the globe. As the world's largest annual beer competition, judging both draft and package beer, the AIBA offers an unparalleled opportunity to benchmark your beer against industry standards. To enter or for more information, head to RASV. I wanted to say R-A-S-V-P, um, <laughs> R-A-S-V.com.au forward slash beer. It's in the show notes. And be part of this lockdown edition of the AIBAs um, that will be hand, uh, celebrated remotely, but they will be judged. So uh, it's not too late. Um, it ends the 31st, I think, the 31st of July. Anyway, the dates are on the, um, on, on the website and get involved in that and have your beers judged. Actually, while, you, while you're doing that, we also have another, just going to be like ad after ad after ad here. <laughs> Fortunately, they're seamless. Um, Steve Henderson uh, of Rockstar Brewer, uh, better known as Hendo, is looking for five craft brewers who want to crush it at this year's Australian International Beer Awards. He'll show you exactly what to do to brew award-winning beer, enter and win so you can grow brand recognition for your business and grow sales. Um, it starts next Friday. If you want to learn more, head to www.rockstarbrewer.com forward slash brews news now hendo does provide consulting services to brewers you can sign up he's got a youtube channel you can see a lot of his skills and he uh wanted to mention that at the royal queensland food and wine show beer awards this year uh, the champion small medium and large breweries uh were um, trophy winners were clients of his uh, moffat beach aether and ballistic um, as well as having the champion pale ale 10 toes so uh Steve's offering breweries the opportunity to uh, see if you wanted to enter the AIBA. He'll uh, coach you through that process. And uh, we thank Kendo for his support. Now, news this week. Um, anything uh, leap out at you guys this week uh, outside of the, the, the stuff that we've got in the show notes? Um, well, one thing we well, that isn't in the show notes is the tap contracts piece from last week. The tap contracts piece, yeah, yes, which was yeah, sure. which is a nice piece and we, we should have included in the show notes. It was late last week, but mm. tell us a little bit about your story there. Yeah, so um, I had a chat to uh, a chap called Paul Fraser at CBRE. He's a hotel broker with um, and CBRE like global. They're a massive, massive company. They're all over the shop. Um, and also a chap called Mark from Tadcaster, who, which a company which owns the Emerson rooftop down in Melbourne. Um, and I just thought it was an interesting take on, um, you know, from the outside of our little bubble, uh, a little disc- it's a discussion. It hit on loads of different points. Um, why people, why publicans, why hotel groups would choose a tap contract over going for craft beer. Now, it's obviously been a massive issue. The IBA have taken it up. Um, but it was it was a really interesting discussion on both sides, actually, because um, we sort of start discussing you know, the fact that 
type contracts have been evolving. Uh, Lion and CB don't necessarily have the clout that they might have had 20 years ago. They realise that they're going to have to make a little bit of wiggle room. Obviously, they've acquired brands to sort of take up, um, to to sort of say to publicans, look, we've got these other brands that are craft, like faux craft brands. Um, no, let's, I don't know that they're faux craft brands. They're not independent. But, I, I, you know, like that's the whole I guess discussion it depends about what, what is craft. craft. And we, yeah, we, we have yeah. a chat with um, Pete Brown and uh, mm-hmm. you'll have to read his book because yes, that's true. I, I think a lot of these breweries are making craft beer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like Bolter, um, mm-hmm. Feral, uh, you, know, um, you know, Four Pines are still making great beer, um, but it's just not independent anymore. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's the interesting thing. Like a consumer wouldn't know any of that. They wouldn't know that Bolter necessarily is owned by CB. But, uh, are they going to care? Um, and Jim, you, you said in the earlier <laughs> version of this that we, <laughs> we recorded that, you know, over the last, uh, you know, five, six years, um, we, we've seen a change in the way that hotels contract anyway. Totally, yeah. I mean, a publican can, uh, I think five, six years ago, the, the difference was people were trying to renegotiate their tap contracts to have more freedom to buy you know, buy in brands that people were asking for, you know, and that was whoever, local craft beer brands and, and whatever the case. But now it's, you know, if you looked at the sales of those those products, they would have been, I think, you know, you go to a nice pub and it's, you know, let's say there's 15, 16 taps and two of them were genuine independent local craft breweries. Those beers would have been selling really, really well because they are the standouts on that otherwise fairly monotonous offering. Um, so the publican looks at that and goes, okay, wow, yeah, craft is really this thing. It's really happening. There's this big groundswell around it. But um, as it's gone on, CUB and Lion have bought these craft beer brands so then they can now offer the local IPA that's brewed down the road and whatever the case. So then they go, oh, well, I don't need to renegotiate my contract. I can keep it as it is um, and still have these products that yeah. people are asking for. The diversity for. of that on your tap list, yeah. Totally, yeah. So now it, I think it's, you know, it's a little bit, little bit of a cheeky strategy but it's something to be something that consumers probably aren't really aware of i mean how do you tell on a you know on a bank of taps what's independent you know anyone well, unless you're inside the bubble well but there, or there's an independent seal and and that's mm-hmm. the thing you know i, I, I congratulations on the piece by the way uh too clear because it was it was Thank a really you, interesting and it's it, it, it's too easy in this game to write just the no contracts, rah, 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 piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that plays well to a certain audience of independent brewers mm-hmm. that we obviously personally support. Yeah. But it doesn't actually serve them um, to not hear the other side of the argument. Yeah, exactly. They want to know why the publicans are deciding to take tap contracts. What can we do to take them out of their hands? We don't even, might not even necessarily need to get them banned to have a better punt at these taps that we're all after um and knowing more about that process why a hotel will take a tap contract over going independent beer maybe will help educate someone and have open up that conversation with their local hotel as to you know you've got might have their rebate with this but we offer this um and i mean we talked earlier about the importance of independence and and educating that and i think that comes at a hotel it comes at every level of the buying process but if you can educate people at the hotel at the pub at the bar about why independence is important that they certainly got brewed down the, the road to them yeah but Absolutely, you need to understand yeah. why they're signing contracts in the first place and yeah that for, look i need to sort of uh, preface this by saying as an individual consumer 
I'm very pro independence. Mm-hmm. Most of the beer that I buy is independent because that is my, as we said last week, that is my vote about how I want the future of the industry to be. Um, as a industry observer, commentator, um, I've become a lot more pragmatic about the role of um, contracts only because I've seen that you can be passionate about it but you're not going to change people's minds with your passion for independence mm-hmm. because there are people who are running businesses yeah. and they're going to make decisions that benefit their businesses. And, uh, you know, I, I remember you know, when I was much more, as a young beer writer, much more passionate about the role, you know, the, the evil, that, and I still think they're a dead hand on the industry, but mm. I saw them as being an evil. Um, and speaking to guys in the in, in the big houses of so saying, you know, the thing you don't understand is the structures in the industry that are set up around this, that it's generally the publicans who are asking for the tap contract because they're saying, if we're going to buy your beer, what benefit yeah. is, is there to us? Um, and they've got value because if a lot of sales reps want to have those taps, those taps have a value, um, just like the end or the prominent shelf height in a mm-hmm. bottle shop or those sorts of yeah. things. And they're going to look at doing deals. Yeah, um, Exactly. And we've got to understand, or oh, the brewers should understand what they're up against the hundreds of thousands of dollars in like refurb costs mm. capex spending um you know you can get marketing you can get like all your bar decals and all your setup and all that sell laminate your um, yeah menus, like all, all these crazy yeah. weird yeah. benefits that another a, a a big one is about. and i've not ever dealt with it before but i've got a similar example is just the sheer terrifying nature of beer and all the styles that exist and all the breweries and how do you choose what's good and what's not and what are people going to drink and what's not. If a publican had to sit there and go, well, I've got 36 taps. I don't know how to write a tap list that's mm. 36 different beers. It's actually balanced and interesting and I don't want to end up with 20 pale ales because I don't know that yeah. an XBA is basically a pale and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where, you know, a, a, a rep will come in and go, let's do all your ordering right here, right now. I've got all your statistics. I can tell how much you're going through every single week. Here's our newest thing. And this is the marketing we're throwing behind it. And this is why it'll sell. And we'll send down the promo guys on the Friday afternoon and all that stuff. You know, I've, I've dealt with, you know, soft drink suppliers, um, big soft drink suppliers. And that was what it was. I didn't have to curate my soft drink, soda water and juice list. My rep would come in every week, same time with the portfolio and go, cool, you went through this much last week. I'll just put you on a standing order. This is what's mm-hmm. coming up. By the way, if you want to run this promo, we'll give you a bunch of free cocktail shakers and you know we'll give you some free straws and table talkers and whatever. And you go, mm-hmm. okay, this is really easy. I don't have to sit there and go, well, I need my cola from this company and I get my mm-hmm. lemonade from this company and I've got to send you know, a yeah. purchasing order off for the ginger beer that takes That's four it. weeks to get here and it's all just, it's, <laughs> it's so the ease convenient. Of, the ease of, yeah, because of public and price. You know, and, mm. and as consumers, you know, businesses are consumers in their own way. And as you said, if, if a business can make it convenient and, you know, advantageous to put everything into that thing, then why wouldn't they contract it? Because we do it every day. Like I, you know, I love having a local butcher and love having a local baker and a local coffee roaster. But, you know, if I'm pressed for time or some days it's just I don't want to go from shop to shop to shop to shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and It's all in one place. It's all in one place. One Super checkout, easy. Yep. All of that sort of thing. Um, and you're just done. And when we as consumers behave that way, you know, to, to say that businesses – should have some level of altruism mm-hmm. um, just because they we, we want them to um, doesn't work. And that's where, yeah. you know, the, the point Jim was saying before about consumer demand put pressure on publicans to 
change their tap contracts. And when the big brewers saw that, it suddenly made these independent breweries that were doing well much more attractive, and they've been bought. Um, and if we're not consu- if we're not letting consumers know, or if the industry, independent industry, is letting consumers know about the merits. Um, and the benefits to them, or the cost of not supporting. And to me, the the it's, you know, I, I don't know that indie beer necessarily has benefits, um, but there is a cost to not having an indie beer scene. Mm-hmm. If you love beer, the costs are some of the things you're actually getting by supporting them. You know, it, it, you, you, you're preventing the cost as opposed to getting a, a benefit. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because we mentioned um, if the big brewers had it their way, They'd only have two products. You'd probably have a lager. You might have a pale ale. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, one or something. A, or a just light, another clear different lager. <laughs> lifestyle um, contemporary beer. The other yeah. one brings out, and it's 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 having small independent breweries yep. that create the demand that make the big brewers mm-hmm. make the beers that people want, um, yeah. not in the volumes. And Which I think is bloody astonishing, considering the relatively small market share. The independent beer has managed to shake up the industry to this level mm. is crazy. I think we sometimes, like, we're chatting around it, but at the same time, it's made such an impact and we can use that momentum, hopefully, further on to keep that interest going, to keep consumers talking about it, to keep hotels talking about it, and then hopefully, if we don't end tap contracts, then make them work in our favour, make it more like a 30 40% lion rather than a 90% lion or CB or whatever Um, in which case hotels can get the benefits of both Um, they can have a little slice of major brewers there's always going to be that section of society that wants to drink VB and only VB or Forex or whatever and then the rest of it well finally independent beer can get a punt in can have a little say can get into their local hotels and and wave that flag. So yeah, it'll be really cool. We'll and, see. And which brings us to Indie Beer Day, which is coming up on the twenty fifth of July. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen it pretty much on the IBA's Facebook page. I yeah, I I've not seen it on anyone else's haven't Facebook. Seen a media release, think. haven't seen any news. I don't know. You know, they're getting people. They're getting independent supporters to enrol now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the second year of Indie Beer Day, and I still haven't heard any key messaging mm-hmm. around why somebody who doesn't already care about independence should care about independence. It seems to be a call to action for people who are already supporters of independence to have a day toasting, Mm. which is almost like a self-congratulatory or, you know, it's almost, um, you know, something for the industry to feel that they're doing Mm -hmm. something as opposed to actually moving outside of that little walled garden. And and the indie walled garden, the indie portion of the craft beer scene, which is a niche is a niche within a, a niche. Um, and I, I just haven't seen anything around that communication about building, you know, why um, independence matters and yeah. why people should care about independence and why they should celebrate it. Absolutely. Because you're only going to celebrate it if you already care about it. Yeah, exactly. And that comes down to marketing. What is your messaging? Why? Think about the wider world. What does the wider world care about, not just us? That's and that's the thing. I think that's really hard to get out of your bubble. Understandably, I don't know. I mean, I guess we've had a lot of upheaval this year, so potentially indie beer day hasn't been on the agenda as, I, as I got, hard. Yeah, yeah. I, and there was no criticism, but it was just sort of talking about it as a general. Yeah, general yeah, thing. absolutely. Because uh, again, like I, it, it's very hard to enunciate what the positive benefits are, um, except for for, for mm-hmm. choice. And to me, you know, like over the last six months we've seen a lot of the local newspapers close and there's a whole new um, major 
you know, some of the bigger regional titles are closing mm. announcement this week. Which is such a shame. Well, it, it, it's such a shame because, you know, whilst it's a free newspaper in your letterbox each week and you may not think about it, it, it does talk about, you know, what's happening in child, you know, childcare and you're saying, mm. um, you know, people who are having issues getting their children into childcare in an area or, you know, the, the, the local school or the potholes. Mm. Things that do matter within a small community, they're representing those interests. The decisions about the business are made, you know, in big head offices somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But the news coverage was done locally. Um, but the business decisions, if, if they're not turning a profit mm -hmm. in this small little suburb, then the head office doesn't care about what their value is to the community because they have to pay for it. Yeah. And if the local butcher um, isn't supporting, the, the, you know, if he's not advertising in the local newspaper that newspaper's not getting revenue because it's a free paper. And But if there's not a local butcher or the local butcher isn't being supported by the because everyone's going to Woolies or whatever, they're not going to be um, – have them. they're not going to be yeah, there to advertise. It's a vicious cycle, isn't and it? The, the, and the, so, as I said, like it's, it's, it's the risk um, of not supporting these local things that is the problem. But how do you enunciate that? In, in, in that the is thing? really hard, isn't it? That's super hard. Mm. I wouldn't like to be there. <laughs> well, I mean, well, just in our own little, well, you know, mm. as a media publishing company, like we constantly get from the the people who subscribe to our news. That awesome, like love the news, and then you know you say to that very well. Why don't you take a subscription, a paid subscription? Well, what do I get? You, you get to support <laughs> us. Well, well, you, you get us giving you the news that you value. You know, and, and that's yeah, that's but it. So you've got this benefit that you, you you've got this thing that you benefit from. That you're still not willing to assign a value to, because you want me. You know, so you, this is awesome. I want it, but I'm not going to pay for it. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, w I want more if if you're going to pay for it. And mm -hmm. that's where the independence, you know, thing is. You know, and it, it, it's a really really hard uh, debate to be had. Yeah, it's funny, and it seems almost specific to beer in a way that we actually do put so much stock in independence. Because if I go buy a bottle of wine, I don't Google who owns it. You know, well, you don't, but people do. They, I mean, that's thing. Do, what yeah. their wine people do, and totally. But, but I think like as a whole, other products yeah, other products. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone really. You cheese. know, most people would know that Lion was one of the biggest cheesemakers in 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 the country, and some of the brands that you would think are craft cheese, you know, not craft with a K, but you know, <laughs> see, yeah, yeah, yeah. craft. Um, some you know farmhouse cheeses are actually made by. Um, doesn't mean that they're not great cheeses. Um, in the same way as they're, they're not great beer, but they're, they're not what you think you're supporting. Yeah. When they put a little lighthouse or something on well, the... that's it, yeah. <laughs> it's the guy with his working dog walking down a long road and, you know, that's the story yeah. behind the whatever. <laughs> but, but even, you know, like the, the stories that we tell ourselves are very important. Um, and if, if you ask somebody, does independence matter to you? They'll say, yeah, independence matters until they have to make the decision. Mm. Um, and if it's a case of, you know, oh, gee, I, I'd had a bad experience with that beer last time, or, you know, th this one's $4 cheaper. To some extent, they really don't care about independence, even if they do find out and you know, cite Resh's. Um, as an example, there's the, 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 the Resh's um, Appreciation Society on Facebook. And, you know, when you read it, you know, they're bashing, oh, we don't want that muck that's made from Victoria, you know, stop making us drink this muck. And when you stop and say to these guys... <laughs> Look, you do realise that there isn't a Resch's brewery in New South Wales. Yeah. So that beer is either coming from Queensland or Victoria. And they'll think about it for a second and you can just sort of see that they're just willing to jettison that from their mind. And that, because it's 
whilst that's one of the things that they identify, mm. reshes mean so much more. And there's also this community of like-minded people that is actually more important to them. Yeah. That they're quite willing to be told yeah. this story or tell themselves and the story. And overlook that little and fact. And overlook the actual truth. Yeah, exactly. That the, thing, that, the not, that the thing that they think that they're supporting actually isn't the thing they're supporting at all. Well, we did the article on Reshes last year, I think, um, and I spoke to someone at CB, and uh, they were just like, I, don't, I said, but do they not realise? I asked that exact question. I was like, do they not realise it's not made there? He's like, they don't care. It's just, it's a brand. It's the nostalgia. It's all the things that they associate with the Reshes brand. And... <laughs> however they've managed to do the mental gymnastics still think it's a New South Wales beer but it's stuff that we all do like we all make the, the, these rationalizations mm. in our own way um, and that's how you get through life but yeah so <laughs> yeah I, I think yeah obviously as I've said you know independence matters to me my decisions in beer um, mm-hmm. and other things um, as much as possible but it's making it meaningful to, to people. It is, is going to be the key to uh, independence yeah. in craft beer. Yeah, it's a hard one. Moving on. Um, speaking of moving on, um, Peter Meddings uh, steps back from Bintani. A nice little story that dropped... Well, it's actually not a nice little story, but it was a story that dropped on uh, our... It's on Friday, wasn't it? Last Quite Friday, late, on late Friday, Friday afternoon, yeah. that Peter had sent an email around to his staff. Um, and mm-hmm. so it was really nice to be able to have a chat with him this week and geez, you know, celebrate a long career in beer. Yeah, it's amazing. And just even reading about, you know, how it started in a shed 25 years ago, and I was like, yes, that's what you want to hear. I want to hear, like, a cool underdog story, you know. Peter was like, I can see this going. Craft beer, it's going to happen. And he put his, basically, he put his future on that. He betted his future on that, and he won big. Well done, Bintel. Yeah, and it's, (laughs) you know, I'm really conscious when I have those chats that it's sort of two old men sitting sitting on the park bench. Oh, in my day, we used to wear an onion on our belt, as was a fashion in the day. Um, But, you know, and and you don't want to do that because, like, you actually want to sort of talk about the the relevance of of what he did was that there are a lot of brewers these days that have, you know, contemporary craft brewing problems, that there are 700 breweries, that there are, you know, limited shelf space, there are tap contracts, they're the things that these brewers are confronting to run their business. Mm-hmm. But if you go back, you know, 25 years to when Bintani started, there was only, like, Fermentus, which is a major yeast manufacturer these days, it is making low-alcohol yeast, is making bacteria, you know, for, for souring, mm-hmm. and they only had one yeast. Um, and there was only one yeast, and, you know, brewers getting ingredients. I thought it was lovely hearing from Pete that when he first started home brewing. They used to get malt extract, which was a vitamin, which was a dietary supplement from the chemist. Chemist, yeah, um, <laughs> and, and it was you know, Horlicks, like That's it was amazing. from the stream of Horlicks. And you how, know, would he have had to buy that in bulk then? I, I, I don't know how he did. <laughs> I'll have to ask him. You know, I can. So I did have images of him sort of opening things of Horlicks and sort of making it up <laughs> and then throwing yeast in, and, um, and and we have come a long way. And it it is just even the last ten years, it has just rapidly accelerated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was a love, lovely little chat, if, uh, and no doubt we're preaching the converted because anyone who's listening to this mm-hmm. has probably heard that conversation. But uh, yeah, we wish uh, Pete every success. Now, uh, somebody who hasn't uh, experienced too much success is uh, two small breweries have been on the receiving end of ABAC complaints regarding their social media, highlighting the need for brewers to be aware of reposting content from other sources. Claire. <laughs> yeah, um, ABAC strikes again. So actually, this... We haven't had too many, fingers crossed, touch wood, um, on the beer front. Lots and lots of gin and spirits and winemakers facing now, Let me it. say, and on that, because we've copped a bit of flack, and I, I, don't, I think we've talked about it a little bit on the, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we've, we've copped on a it. bit of flack because 
there have been people who've wanted to say that your coverage has led to more complaints. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the tracking of the complaints, we've been covering it since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a lot of complaints in mid to late 2017 um, and 2018 was when they really peaked. Yep. And that also coincided with so many brewers starting to can, you know, the, the, the artwork on cans changed and that was where the, the, the problems came from. I would yep. actually argue that our um, discussing publicly the, the situation has actually brought it to brewers' attention and has led to the decline in the um, complaints. And yeah. whereas gin is a new industry where yeah. they're the ones that, you know, because there is no That's Australian it. gin news. Um, <laughs> Potential on, opportunity. So registered that, uh, Get it on IP. Um, but yeah, and, and so they're going through those same things that the mm-hmm. new generation of uh, craft brewers did. But anyway, yeah. um, so no, tell no, us about exactly, the story. Yeah. Um, and I mean, th- we've sort of mentioned before that social media can be a bit of a minefield. Um, you know, you post something lighthearted, it might not be seen like that. It's really easily accessible compared to, you know, potentially going to a bottle shop or whatever. Um, So that a lot of the time has been where people have fallen down. But in this respect, Boston Brewing Co., which is based in WA, and Shifty Lizard, which I believe is South Australia, um, they both got a complaint based on um, them reposting content from influencers. So one of them, I think it was Boston Brewing Co., had a little baby with two with a couple of growlers. It's still funny when you say. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I shouldn't laugh, but <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, and basically, a back minors and alcohol, no go. Don't do it. Rookie error on that one. Um, and shifty lizard. Uh, there was a complaint about the packaging. There was a, was a lizard sitting yeah. in like a floaty chair in a pool with a beer in each hand. <laughs> Yeah, double, yeah, exactly. Lizard. That's the one. Um, and also a repost. Um, there was a lady influencer, and she had a bottle of beer open. She was standing in like knee deep in the sea, um, and they said that that's swimming, so that's a high risk activity. So you shouldn't really associate that with alcohol. And there was a lot of discussion on the you know, about how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I can understand um, that. Somebody standing waist deep in water, having mm-hmm. a beer, and you know—I mean, God—it's one of life's great pleasures—is to sit on the, uh, you know, inflatable pool toy yes. and have a beer in the sun, um, and that's a behaviour that we all do. But then, when you're celebrating something, mm-hmm. um, I, I remember I looked into it, and there was a statistic that it could—I mean, it could easily be over half, but it, certainly at least a quarter of drowning deaths in the country are alcohol-related, where there is alcohol involved in the drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can certainly make the, the argument that um, just like uh, drinking... Alcohol contributes to at least 20% of all 20%. adult drowning deaths every year. There you go. According so to royallifesaving.com.au. That's it? Okay, so yeah, so it's a significant number. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, 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 you know, just as you can make a case that drinking and driving is inherently dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, swimming and um, drinking is inherently dangerous as well based on the... the, the st- Statistics and so while somebody being waist deep in water is ridiculous, it's you know the, the same principle applies as you know sitting in a driver's seat holding a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's indicating, and we've seen that complaint yep. before. No one's saying that you're driving, but you're just sort of sitting, and there is a perception. Yep. The association of the two this, is yeah. just a no go, basically. Um, and you know we've said it before: don't toe the line, stand two feet back at the very least. Oh, well, yeah, no, look, and so so my thing is always, yes, you can sort of say it's ridiculous and on one hand it is, but there is a reason for it and it's, you know, if you 
if you need to argue exactly where the line is, then it's too easy to go over. So stop short of the line is yeah, is it. my argument. And you know, because otherwise you're going to end up having legislation. Exactly. Um, and I guess what this uh, article brought up was um, the historic social media post as well. So the one from Boston Brewing was January 19, I believe. And the annoying thing about it is that somebody will have gone trailing through all and historic social media to find this particular one that they could have a go at. And that's where it's particularly um, relevant about, you know, people who get upset at ABAC for making a decision, once a, a complaint is made, they have to, they, they don't really have the discretion to say, well, this is a minor one mm-hmm. because the, the, the rule is the rule. Yep. We've got professional complainants that are looking to legislate, uh, you know, the, ABAC has this code and they're looking to use it by finding highly technical breaches of it that they can complain about or very old breaches that they can to mm-hmm. build up this body of evidence to yeah. create a de facto code. Um, now, you could argue that the complaint is ridiculous because it doesn't represent genuine community concerns mm-hmm. because it's somebody who has an extra grind. But that's not the point. You know, it, if ABAC can only rule against you if you've breached the code. Yeah. Um, so... That's go it. back. Brewers should be going back and uh, if in doubt, Very chuck much. it out. Don't, uh, don't give your f- social media feed to your 18-year-old. <laughs> no, definitely. Or your, and or don't your repost. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And don't, and don't repost Instagrammers yeah. that are doing some up. And kids, don't do memes. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 go down there. No, oh, no. God, yeah. we'll st- we, we could talk about that all day, yes. could we? <laughs> We're, anyway. Oh. Crazy times. Um, but if you did want to change your label, if you were on the wrong side of ABAC, what would you do? I, I don't know, Jim. What would you do? Like if you, if you had a label that had been breached and you and you wanted to sort of do something to, to change it. You had to, to change it all. Yeah, relabel that particular product mm. um, so it could go out into the world and not get complaints from yes. these people. <laughs> well, I believe what you would do I'd is… I'd probably phone… Rallings. Labels and stickers. Guys, can we just call you Rallings? Because Rallings, labels, stickers and packaging, none of us can get it right. Yeah, we're terrible. We just trip over it all the time. Just remember Rallings. Anyway, they're lovely blokes. Um, so if you're still applying self-adhesive labels to your bottles and cans and believe that this is a s- sustainable solution for your packaging needs, you may want to call Rallings and discuss your options with them. Pop quiz, Claire, why is it not as sustainable? Um... The self-adhesive ones? Yes. Because I believe you told me earlier that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that there's a, <laughs> a ceramic backing on them that means that they that, can't... That coating on the paper. Yeah. yeah that, that, so it comes off easily. Yeah, um, that they, that they can't recycle, recycle that, can they? So yeah. you've got all of this extra waste that you're creating to apply your labels. Yeah. So Rowlings can do self-adhesive should you wish to go down that route, but they also do pre-sleeved cans. And you can give the guys a call on 1300 852 Two three five to find out more, and you'll find that in the show notes. If you're listening to us while you're doing a run, like Jim does, or you're driving, or any of the things that the brewers do, you can find a link to all of our uh, sponsors in the show notes. That's one. And Matt, if you've got a really good can, yeah, you've got a really say nice. Say you've can got Rallings in to do your can. This isn't an ad. This is how we can segue <laughs> back into the news. Um, if, if you've got a really good can design that Rallings has applied uh, in is a, a shrink wrap format. And you just want to see that celebrated. Gabs has launched the Craft Beer Can Design Awards, uh, celebrating the very best in craft beer can design. The inaugural Gabs Can Design Awards, presented by Aurora, is now inviting submissions from craft breweries around Australia. And this is, I mean, it really is because anyone who says that, you know, they don't 
care about the packaging. Lies. Lies, Utter yeah. lies. We can't help it. We like pretty things. Yeah. We like magpies. Yeah. I buy my cereal based on how nice the farm looks on the, the, the tractor. <laughs> Is it independent though, Jim? Oh, sure, surely. <laughs> surely the it's, got a, it's, it's got a smiling farmer on the dollar of kilo course. pack of granola is definitely independent. <laughs> when there's $25 packs of it there, it's definitely oh, the God. independent one. I was embarrassingly going to say I <laughs> pick mine depending on what kind of animal it's got in it, like a toucan <laughs> or whatever. Do you choose your wines the same way? Like I critter, do. Do you yes. buy critter wines? Okay, there you go. Um, Anyway, so design submissions closing the 17th of July. The People's Choice, it's really interesting that so they've got a People's Choice voting element um, where people will be able to view the cans on the 24th to the 7th of August, 24th of July to the 7th of August at Gab's Festival. And then they've got an expert panel review to uh, take a further look on the 14th to 21st mm-hmm. of August. So, yeah. I, I mean, really like that. That's mm. a really cool way of doing it, actually, because, you know, often what the experts like isn't necessarily what the people want. So they've got that nice balance between them, too. Um, and I'll be really keen to see. And they follow Aback, do they not? Huh? I do believe, yeah, no, I, I think they're, they're, they're certainly looking at it because I know that as part of the Hottest 100 um, packs that they do for Dan Murphy's, they've had run into troubles where breweries that haven't previously supplied through Dan Murphy's mm-hmm. have had to repackage or change the, the, the packaging to comply with um, Dan uh, Murphy's. Cause, and and okay. again, like um, when we first recorded this, you got a package delivered that was from Dan Murphy's, um, yep. whereas a lot of our courier deliveries that come straight from a brewer mm. um, aren't the retailer code for online delivery of alcohol yeah. because it's just a career package. That's it. But and I got ID'd and it you was got all ID'd very... Which was nice to see. Which was very nice. Because Endeavour Drinks Group take it all very, very seriously. Indeed, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see... Um, and I regularly get ID'd at Dan Murphy's, actually, despite my age, <laughs> my aged appearance. You two are the <laughs> voice of the new generation. Is it you buying bottles of Passion Pop? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> no, because I'm one of those weirdos that buys singles occasionally because I'm like, if I have a six-pack or a carton, I will drink that. So I'll okay. just ration myself. Yeah. So yeah. I must have looked like a strange, yeah, just very... Single bottle, thanks. Niche 18-year-old. <laughs> 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 anyway, anyone at Ade- Endeavour Drinks, no, thank no, you very much yep. for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for her constant affirmation of her youthfulness. Thank you, yes. Well, we, have, we, only, we only have you on the podcast, to, you know, you and Jimmy, to sort of uh, yeah, for lower the, youth the average yeah, yeah, the youth. Um, so you the elected voices of the millennial <laughs> generation. <laughs> like oh, junior parliament, yep. junior parliamentarians. Um, What's the tea? <laughs> That's it. But no, look, it, it's, it's, it, it's a changing world, and Pete and I, believe it or not, aren't necessarily uh, up with what all the kids are up with. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, Jucinda, a winner despite online haters. New Zealand's Double Vision Brewing celebrated New Zealand's exit from COVID-19 lockdown with a hazy IPA called Jucinda. The can features an image of the New Zealand Prime Minister on the label with a design that melds Barack Obama Yes We Can posters with Rosie the Riveter Second World War marketing imagery paying homage to Jucinda Ardern. Now, I have to say, I I, I did, like, thought, clever name, so Juice... Is everywhere these days. Yeah. I, my brain didn't ever go there before. I have a creative mind and it never punned Jacinta into Jucinta. Jucinta? So, yeah, kudos <laughs> to those guys. But it was also really interesting uh, to, to see that there was a lot of hate about it. And I guess, you know, it, on one hand... Yeah, I was surprised by that. Because we were, we said, even when the story came out, like, I thought that everyone in the world loved Jacinta. 
well, I thought she was very, when yeah. You look at the way that she's represented in the American yeah, yeah. media and the Australian media and things like that is very much uh, pro what she's achieved. Mm-hmm. But then when you speak to people, particularly business owners in New Zealand, they were a bit critical of when she first so heavily locked it down. Ah, uh, because it was so harsh yeah. so quickly. It is, I mean, people always – their point of view for anything is often based by their self-interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a business owner, you don't want to see lockdown so hard. Mm-hmm. Whether their attitudes have changed now um, when the rest of the world is going, look, they've actually done yeah. a really good job of it, we don't know. But I mean, it's kind of easy to do that when – you're in the far corner of the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. No more <laughs> like five million people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no. It, but anyway, but so even though e- even if she is popular at the moment, I, I guess no political party. Um, I, I believe that she's got a minority government, and no doubt we'll get cards and emails from our New Zealand listeners. I think that she's a minority government anyway. So had to uh, form a okay. so didn't have a popular um, mandate anyway. So, and, and any political party, no matter how popular you are, very rarely gets more than 52, 53% of the mm. popular vote anyway. So if you create a beer with, that's celebrating a political leader of one of those parties, mm-hmm. you're potentially going to alienate yeah, that's you know, a substantial yeah. it's a part. It's a much bigger risk than putting like a, a mountain and a sheep on the label, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice stream well, or a what, a, what about a a rabbit in a gimp suit? Yeah, that was that's another was, double was vision more, classic. Uh, I was I looked through their Instagram and that was <laughs> one of their other labels was a like a yeah rabbit in a gimp suit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know that, how they've gone to who, who's that going to offend though? So I don't know. Well, someone, I'm sure surely. Peter. <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <they can>. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But I mean, that's the thing. Like, like we were talking about with um, the development of cans there's more real estate there's more creativity going on there's lots more things you can do with it um and some people might choose to be political about it you know Brewdog and barnard castle (laughs) eye test thank you dominic cummings for that one and apparently that sold really well but that's because that's taking the mick rather than supporting a politician Mm. i suppose so i'm really interested to see how people weigh up that reputational risk when they decide to design a can like that. And it, it, it's always a challenge. Like, I, you know, you look at a small little business that is a niche and, you know, particularly if you if, if you know or can, you know, go very close to knowing, you know, pretty much your entire audience base. Like if you've got a, you know, a, a tap room and you sell your beers through a fairly small um, area, you've got a really good feel for what your community is and they're probably going to be a little bit more homogenous, whereas the bigger a business grows and the wider an audience that it serves, you're going to have much more varying views in it. So it's probably harder for a much bigger business to do that mm-hmm. than a small little nimble um, brewery that is really in touch with its uh, fan base. And I think craft beer, particularly at a certain element of it, like the indie craft beer, had, it does tend to have a like a, a, a small L, um, a small P political point of view. You know, mm-hmm. people who are under 30 um, are going to have a different point of view than a, a broader beard and drinking set. So I think you can do it mm-hmm. fairly safely. But they still got haters. You know, there was still a lot of people, I'm not going to buy your beer. Yeah, there was one guy that didn't he sort of proclaim that he'd never buy their beer again. And which, <laughs> I mean, sure that, gets, they... that gets thrown around. I, yeah, got, yeah. I got told that once because they put the price of chicken wings up by a dollar. Oh! <laughs> I'm oh, never coming back here you. again. <laughs> Okay. But that's such a Karen move, don't you think? I don't know. Like, yeah, like yes, it is. It is a Karen. It's <laughs> like yeah, a whatever. Well, people, we're going to live without you. People get offended at all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, it is running the risk putting a political leader on yeah, a. That's uh, it. 
But actually, I mean, that's an interesting point of view in itself because, you know, like social media or, you know, I, I get the feeling that social media, um, because it's anonymous to a degree, like you reach a whole lot of people that don't know who you are. So mm-hmm. you, you, you feel that your message has gotten yeah. out, even if you've got like 37 followers, <laughs> you still feel that you've shouted out um, yeah. from the rooftops. Um, you know, this beer doesn't drink and it's not going to drink it anymore. But do, do you get a feeling from a hospitality sense that people are bringing that level of, I'm going to voice my feelings, um, even in a venue? Or Because once upon a time, I might have said, if I'd had a bad service or I'd had something, I would have just have said to the person, oh, look, you know, these are a little bit more expensive these days. Um, you know, and just express it rather yeah, than, the, oh, I'm not coming here Well, anymore. the platform's different, right? Like, you know, 15 years ago, if you had a bad meal, the, the, the most you could do is complain to a staff member either yeah. then and there or the day after and tell your mates about it and you kind of just get over it and go somewhere else if you don't like it. But yeah. nowadays you can you could do a, a post or whatever and they could go viral. Yeah, do a review that's on that on, page forever. Yeah, it ends up Google as clickbait it. on the other side of the digital world. And, and people yeah. have weaponized that. Like people are willing to weaponize that a little grievance. Um, yeah. And you see that on the worst bear blog all the time. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. Can't cancel, yeah, yeah. cancel this. I didn't like this beer. Yeah, exactly. It's Cancel. really strange. But whether people put their money where their mouth is with their values and things like that, I guess there's a difference between if you've got bad service and if you don't agree with their values as a business, whether they be political or civil or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting one because you can shout loud on the internet, but well, look at, does it I make mean, an impact? It's something that got talked about very heavily and it seems to have faded away now but when black hops made the move of <laughs> releasing the beer that we all know <laughs> i don't even like saying the name of oh it. my god <laughs> yeah. was it pussy juice yeah oh foul i mean that that blew up right yeah. that was i was sitting at home it was my day off and that i watched that whole thing go th- like wildfire online like it went crazy viral mm. crazy quickly i bet and like i think there's a big sort of you know this whole thing of like, I'm offended now, I'm going to cancel the hell out of this thing or personal mm-hmm. product. Yeah, cancel it's culture like, man, and Those that. guys are awesome. They're nice dudes. They just made a mistake. Like, oh, no. Uh, like, no. Matt's not into well, that. Well, look, they, they said sorry. They totally screwed up. Like, bad, total, like, what a missteer. But are you really good? Like, I saw people in Mate, the well, industry well, coming out going, I'll never buy their beer again. That's the last Black Ops beer I've ever bought. And yeah, then six months later, really and, and, well, Black Ops? It, but, but I think they're sort of just expressing the extent of their displeasure there. Um, yeah. And I don't want to re- relitigate that, but it, it wasn't just a mistake. It was like that because like you like I was hosting a, a beer lunch that day and you know just sort of before it started notifications through, the notifications I saw, no, no yeah. I actually saw it when it was just freshly posted and my first response was to text them and sort of say look guys I just saw this I think you I really think you want to take this down mm. straight away and I got a text back sort of saying look you know th- thanks for saying that but you know we know what we're doing, and we're going to get the response that we uh, that, that, that we think. Mm. Um, or, you know, they they knew that they were going to get a response for it, but it would, they, their radar was so far off. So, you know, I, I think to sort of yes, they made a mistake, but I think they were still going for edgy. Um, and as I say, if if you're not sure where the line is, stop all short all <laughs> short of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't around for that one. I'm kind of glad I wasn't. That's what I mean. But anyway, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, yeah they're people stopped. can. Yeah, nowadays it's so much more. It's, it's, it's amplified. It's if you amplified, do and wrong. it can yeah. go absolutely crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, it can it can really Colonial. carry on. And we do yeah, yeah we Colonial, do see it. We yeah. see it a lot in America. Um, breweries, you know, especially this year with all the stuff that's been going on. Like, pick your topic. Yeah, <laughs> someone releases a beer named vaguely after that topic. And it offends a or lot of people. Or picking one side of that particular yeah, issue. Yeah, so the whatever. moment you go into something that's a little bit political or, you know, sensitive, you're, you're always going to offend someone. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's safer not to do it. <laughs> but if yeah. you feel like you're onto a winner, I, I think Ju- Jacinta yeah. Ardern is great. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> going to do a, a ScoMo I doubt saison. It. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody's <laughs> done an Eddie ScoMo beer. And there's, there's the elbow. There's elbow. So, so the, the elbow Cornell, at, um, because he's such a champion, and, um uh, Willie the Boatman um, do it because Albo is his their local yep. um, member. He's a huge supporter of the craft beer community. Um, yep. He's had a significant increase in prominence. Forty eight percent of the locals drink it. <laughs> 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 so um. anyway, so that was uh, Jucinda Ardern. Now, actually, we're running a little bit. Believe it or not, listeners who may be thinking, "God, they're waffling on today." <laughs> this is the short version. This is to the, the short uh, version. First version we do. So we do actually have time for uh, mailbag. Oh, beautiful. Um, James Davidson in the Facebook group, and if you do like uh, having some of these conversations, we do have a very active uh, Facebook group um, that some people just like reading the. Uh, stories that people share um, or the show notes or things mm-hmm. um, and you can join it's just the Radio Brews News uh, on Facebook um, we do ask what the things are and it's Soapbox Soapbox, Soapbox is the yeah. uh, I guessed word. it when I when I entered, when I joined No yeah, you I, did I, no, I guessed wrong but I just uh, guessed what oh, it was I didn't I know what it was I thought you meant you yeah. guessed Soapbox no, 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 I, was I was like, like yes I, I, I can't remember <laughs> what I even put it, it was really something we just wanted to do at the start so we had an idea whether people listened or whether they just have stumbled along um, mm. because I hate spamming people um, and so I wanted to know if people are coming along and it's it's interesting how many people who obviously listen or are familiar with the oeuvre um, that we have here because even if they have never heard Soapbox they will sort of say oh it's probably some um, dad joke from Peter Mitchum or something like that <laughs> so they know the person which says that they know the person anyway um, James Davidson uh, said will the pandemic breathe new life into takeaway draft beer growlers and takeaway containers of draft beer seem to have never really taken off in Australia at least nowhere near to the extent of places like New Zealand and the USA they had a short peak of interest in the early 2010s but national and state regulations around containers and takeaway sales, plus difficulties in importing containers at a reasonable price, seem to make con- the concept mostly unviable. So, yeah, so what does everyone, anyone else agree? Yeah, um, I come from a country where growler is not a polite word to use in <laughs> society. And uh, we okay, don't so really... cultural differences <laughs> Yeah, aside. cultural differences. But, but they do have, what, so what do they call a like takeaway? A flagon? A flagon? Yeah, if it's like 1800. <laughs> don't think anyone takes beer away like that. I've never seen it. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I just don't think you quite need it. I think it's because of the size of the UK, you could probably just walk out, find an offie at like two in the morning. You don't really need a bulk buy. <laughs> so well, uh, it's never really James kicked makes off. Is a lot of beers aren't packaged. And mm-hmm. so it's like a, it's a, keg only release or a tap only release mm-hmm. and it lets you sort of go in and buy some to take home yeah. if you're the designated driver and you want mm-hmm. to sort of try it um, later. Um, I mean, I, I I'm not convinced on that one, especially with the influx of like smaller canners and all that kind of thing. So the cannibal has been quite successful yeah, in a lot of places. Yeah, that's the big one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, um, and I just, personally for me, a growler, keeping that in your fridge, it's got, you've really got to finish that within two days or uh, if that, yeah. If, yeah, if that, mm. with all the oxidization issues and things like that, pouring it from a keg into the growler. Like, 
I know it worked well in COVID for a lot of people, mm. um, but I think that worked just because of the circumstances and the situation, not as a long-term yeah, the, beer-selling I mean, solution. All of my friends, so when, you know, eight years ago or so, when it was sort of Green Beacon, Newstead, you know, Fortitude Brewing, the, those guys were just coming up. No one really packaged their product. Um, so it was just draft beer only, and that's where growlers were really, really popular. And it wasn't uncommon to have five, six, seven growlers in your cupboard at home, and then you'd go down and sort of take a big esky and fill them all up. Oh. But as canning has become more and more of a thing, then yeah. no one's going to opt for a growler over a, you know, the same amount of literage pack, yeah. across six individual cans or whatever. So, yeah. um, but well, you can sort of choose when to drink that. They last longer. Yeah. If you want one tonight, one totally. on Friday. Yeah. The cannibal thing is the the cannibal concept is great. I know Jill at the woods has been that's been pretty much all they've been selling at uh, during COVID. Um, but they never had a takeaway license, so they couldn't do that before. They bought a canning a cannibal machine going into this, and they've been one of the best. They've been going through so much draft beer, but it's all been repackaged into mm. Cannibal. Mm. So um, it would be awesome if that one, the licensing behind that remained. So a small bar and, and places that didn't have a takeaway license could keep doing that. Yeah. And again, it's you know it's still a liter or I think they do 500. With hers, it's 500 or a liter. You can 500 mil or a liter. So See, I think it's a much more practical yeah, volume. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, the, the, the sticking point for it, like I had so many growlers, so I just ended up, not wanting to throw out because there's so much glass in them. You paid 25 and, bucks a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I just never – because you, you clean them and then you've got to lug them around and then you've got yeah. to lug this full growler. Yeah. Um, unless they you chip s- and they leak and mm-hmm. all of that sort of stuff. And it's not great beer. Um, it's not a great beer experience. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, it's sort of like a last punt thing. Like if I really have to do it like this, yeah. I'll do it like this. I'm a huge chi- – well, I just didn't do it. That was the thing. I yeah. just didn't do it. Um, if someone had a cannibal I'd, and there was something I wanted to take, I'd do mm-hmm. that. I'm a – like I've become a real convert to you know breweries having a thing of um, pet bottles, um, the PET bottles, um, because they are recyclable. They mm-hmm. recycle very, very well. They do. They have a low environmental footprint um, up front to, to, to make, but they're incredibly convenient because you can just turn up. It costs you 20 cents for the bottle or 50 cents for the bottle, which is still, unless you're your $25 growler, unless you're going to mm. fill it 50 times, which no one ever did. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you end up ahead. Um, and it's got the spur of the moment captive if, if somewhere doesn't have a cannibal. Yeah. yeah. So basically the verdict on that is probably not. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see. Yeah. In Queensland, it's a bit tricky. I mean, brewery, if you go to a brewery, they're probably going to have all their beers in cans or at least most. And if there's a small batch, then... If you could get a cannibal of it, then awesome. Mm. But, yeah, I don't think – we'll have to see what happens, but I doubt all the small bars that didn't have a takeaway licence will be able to keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I reckon as soon as it all starts clearing up, they'll say, right, yeah. back to normal. Yeah. None of that At one now. stage, I think about five or six years ago, Dan Murphy's was trialling growler stations, growler refill stations. Oh, um, yeah. Well, clearly didn't um, take off. Clearly didn't take off. I think there were also some technical problems around some growlers exploding or something like that. Oh, but, God. Um, I, I, don't quote me on that. I think I uh, remember that correctly. Um, so, yeah. So, now we also have a listener review. Um, yes. Um, a five-star podcast review by Jimity4356. That's not you, is it, Jim? You're not sort of uh, <laughs> really badly telling He's, he's got, like, mate. loads of different email addresses. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying, just trying to... to 
but keep Rissa. my relevance. <laughs> oh wow! You know, every episode I've been on, we get five new fast ideas. <laughs> That You're Jimmy Gold is Jimmy awesome. Gold. Oh, Sadly, companies actually do that, you know. I used to work for a marketing company that I didn't have to do any, but they basically were paid to write good reviews for people. Wow. I know. How, how awful is that? Hey, this, Dodgy. Yeah, the, the online economy is... Scary. You can um, anyway, <laughs> the uh, review said, when is The Daily Show coming out? The best beer industry catch-up interview podcast in Australia. I'm assuming he means... There is a conversation there. Oh, no, so this, not has been, us. this has been a bit of an industry catch-up uh, conversation. Not an interview, though. Without well, we're keeping us uh, driving along. Yeah, right. that's it. Just looking forward to the day of daily new podcast to drive to fill the, in the drive to work and back. Great work, guys. Um, Thank you very much. So if Jimity can shoot an yeah. email through to produce at bruisenews.com, com.au um, we will get something out for you taking the time to rate and review us we yes, really appreciate it even if it's not a good one you know we can only change and improve if you constructive you know, criticism constructive criticism well we're very much about constructive criticism and you know whether you or even if you just want to email us privately you know you can shout out um, and cancel us on uh, social media <laughs> if you want <laughs> But we are well-intentioned people, and if you give us some uh, private feedback, we're just as likely to take that, and we're probably going to be much more receptive to it. As as if you've had a bad experience at a brewery, maybe just email them quietly. You, you know, yeah, don't yeah. cancel them. Don't cancel them. That's don't cancel call them. them out on social media because that's more about you than it yeah. is about changing the give situation. Them a, give them a chance to make up for it. Yeah. Yes, you know. Anyway, it got, it had, we it got really yeah, – yeah, nice, guys. That's a good what spot, a lovely yeah. message. Uh, Jimmy, thank you very much for joining us. Good thank luck. Uh, now we'll, we'll see you next week before you do your ridiculously yep. long uh, run. Two, two, two and a bit weeks. So yeah. Uh, so, but thank yep. you very much for joining us, Claire. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you for all of your work uh, in keeping us informed in the in the beer industry. All <laughs> news, uh, not noise. <laughs> Um, and thank you to our listeners uh, for everything. Um, you know, we, we can only do this because you're here and we've had some terrific uh, months of downloads. So thank you for that. And if you do enjoy the podcast, you can help other people find it by leaving a uh, rating or a review. That's what it's going to be called Pretty much only on iTunes. I sound a little bit like Donald Trump pronunciation there. Uh, but thank you very much for, for joining us and uh, hopefully you've had as a good a time doing this as we have recording it five times today. Um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure every time. <laughs> and uh, look forward to joining you again next week and uh, hopefully with Pete back in the host's chair. And on behalf of Pete, we're out. Don't forget, if you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You can find details in the show notes. You can review our podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcasting service. Let us know what you think and help others discover the show. Finally, you can tell us directly what you think by sending an email to producer at bruisenews.com.au. All letters received will receive a Bruise News bottle opener. And thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because beer is a conversation. Beer.